Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. This is Dr. John Wadsworth talking to you live from Pearl River, Louisiana. And I hope you're having a great day, a blessed day. I am, and especially now that I'm talking to you. And um, our subject today is about religion and uh, how it take, uh, the part it takes in recovery and in people's lives um, and, and see how it affects you. And uh, what we want to talk about is AA is religion, is a religion. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I just want to let you know if you need to get in touch with us, uh, you can we're on Facebook, Whitestone Ministries. Uh, you can like us on there. We'd appreciate it and stay in touch with us that way. Uh, I have an email. Uh, you can get us through uh, Facebook email or WSMI uh, at Juno.com. Call me, 985-789-5988. And if you'd like to write to us, uh, contact us through mail. You can do that also. You can, uh, just Dr. John Wadsworth, Whitestone Ministry, uh, Post Office Box 833. That's Post Office Box 833, Pearl River, two words, Louisiana, uh, 70452. That's 70452. Love to hear from you. Uh, love to stay in touch with you. And so there's many ways to uh, do so. And I want to let you know that uh, if we can help you in your local ministry, uh, we we want to help at the least amount of uh, cost to you, and uh, so we're available. And so uh, just contact us, and we'll set up so that we can come by and minister. We have a two-day seminar. We uh, have a support group ministry. We also have um, um, counseling, and everything is pro bono. So, and if you'd like a DVD, we're going to be going over some of the DVD today. Um, if you'd like a DVD, just email me, write me, or whatever, and uh, we'll send you a copy of the DVD and with some worksheets. So God bless you, and I hope that we can uh, be of help to you. And most of all, I hope the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord, and you're tapping into, if I can say it like that, His grace. His grace is always available and it's available now, not presently, not when we're between a rock and a hard spot, but now, now. So if we could uh, realize that and not wait uh, or think that we can't, but prayer is uh, the way that we go or we receive, we reach out and receive God's grace, and we need it all the time. Now is the present tense um, verb. Okay. We'll talk about AA and religion. And if you'd like to call us and get on the phone and discuss this with us, we'd love to have you do so. Um, You can call us at area code 657-383-1808. And also, we're on iTunes. You can download these uh, free uh, on iTunes. Just go to their uh, iPod uh, section, and you can download them for free. Love to hear your feedback. Religion is the biggest tool of Satan to distract the soul from spiritual awakening. Religion gives a false sense of security and hope. And what I want to talk about is the 
how the courts uh, have looked at AA as a religion. And if you go to our uh, blog talk radio uh, page, um, Whitestone Reconciliation Radio page, uh, you will see that I have a reference to a, a um, website on there, and that's what I'm going to be talking about uh, from, speaking from, or reading from, quoting uh, in the next few uh, seconds. And it's uh, aaagnostica.org. That's the website. <clears throat> and the article is The Courts, AA and Religion, May 27th, 2012, by Linda R. And I'm going to read uh, some of this and I'll make comments uh, about it. Inside AA, one hears members frequently repeat the well-known phrase, AA is spiritual, not religious. AA takes pride in saying it's not religious. But what do outsiders, such as the court systems, think about AA's claim? Now, I want to say this. This is my stand. AA is spiritual and it is religious. Okay? And I'll tell you why I say it's religious. I'm going to give you a, a, a simple definition of um, religion. Okay. thought I put it in there. A simple definition of religion. Re religion is a specific fundamental set of beliefs and practices generally agreed upon by a number of persons or sects. I'm going to read that again. Religion, a specific fundamental set of beliefs and practices generally agreed upon by a number of persons or sects. The Christian religion, the Buddhist religion. So, that's what religion is. It's a, a fundamental set of beliefs and practices generally, generally agreed upon. It is your statement of your faith. And you ever go to AA meeting or any of the AA's meetings, you will sit in and you will hear people uh, sharing their faith in whatever kind of God they have. And so that is an exercise of religion. So, let's see what the courts say. And this is something that, um, uh, you know, I don't want anybody to be deceived in thinking that they're going to something and they're not practicing a faith by, by doing this. And it, it's a deception of the mind and of the heart and what it what happens is, is that you're deceived. I mean, what happens is you're deceived in thinking that you are uh, spiritual uh, without um, it having a certain set of guidelines to go by. And Christianity, true Christianity, is a relationship and not a religion. Christianity, true Christianity, is a relationship with a living man named Jesus Christ. And we communicate with him via the Holy Spirit. 
And by that way, we experience his counseling, his, uh, his love, uh, his um, guidance, uh, his, uh, let's say, uh, conviction through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of the Christian believer. And, yeah, we're, Christianity is, is marked as a religion, Okay, and we're not trying to deny it. But Christianity is not, quote unquote, a set standard of beliefs, uh, do's and don'ts. It's a relationship with Christ. It's a relationship with God via the Holy Spirit by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let me let me. Uh, I saw this on Facebook the other day. And maybe I'll put it now. Uh, later on, I'll put it on uh, Whitestone uh, Ministry uh, book uh, page. It's, it's pretty good. It kind of just set, uh, kind of differentiates. Let's say, uh, I think Buddhism from Christianity. Karma, you get what you deserve. That's the that's what karma says. Karma, you get what you deserve. Christianity. Jesus got what you deserve. That's the difference. Okay? Jesus got what I deserved. And the more I think about it, the more I appreciate what he has done for me. For today and for eternity. Karma... Uh, karma is is something... Well, you know what goes around comes around. Um, to a certain extent, God says, I'll, uh, I will respond to you as you treat others, or I'll treat you as you treat others. But there's a lot of grace even in that. The way he does it is an educational type of uh, uh, exposure versus a punishment. And that, that's, that's the difference. Okay, so religion. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to what we were talking about here. Uh, I'm going to read down. Okay. I'm, I'm back on the article, The Courts, AA and Religion, on the aaagnostica.org website. I have it on our blog talk radio page for this, this uh, episode. Um, you can refer to it there. If you want to read up on it, I had, I've been confronted about this a few times because for some reason, AA prides itself in not being a religion, but it is a religion. Okay. In a, in a, this is back I'm at the article. I'm reading the article. In a 10-year period between 1996 and 2007, five high-level U.S. courts, three federal courts, circuit courts, and two state Supreme Courts did take a long, hard look at AA's claim. Each of these cases involved a person who was being forced to participate in AA meetings, either as a condition of their parole or probation or while actually incarcerated. These cases reached the highest level of judiciary scrutiny, only one level below the U.S. Supreme Court, because they involved a critical issue of separation of church and state. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Okay. I'm going to go through all of this. Uh, 
And I'm going to get back to the, well, a few of the paragraphs down. Next, okay, this is how they, they tested the AA uh, community or statement or policy, procedure. Okay. Next, the high-level courts addressed the third part of the test. They took a long look at the big book and its 200 references to God. A look at the 12 steps and their unmistakable references to God. The prayers in AA meetings. And based on a full examination of these, ruled that AA doctrines and practices must be viewed as religious. Because multiple high-level courts have ruled uniformly on this matter, these rulings now constitute clearly established law in the U.S. Here's what one of these courts, the New York Court of Appeals, in the case of Griffin versus Cochran, had to say about the matter. And you can read it if you want. But I just want to let you read, I want to read that to you from this article. If you want to go into it further, you can go to this website, or you can just Google, is AA a religion? And it'll come up with this uh, article. And what this this guy Conklin Conklin sued the uh, what's that uh, I forget his name uh, Griffin who was uh, district attorney I think for the state or something like that they had to sue somebody so he was the guy they 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 sued and he could not this Conklin could not have visiting rights in prison because he did not attend AA meetings and his uh, argument was is that AA is a religion, I'm, a, I'm an atheist or something like that. And the Supreme Court of New York in 1996, or Court of Appeals, New York Court of Appeals, ruled that it was a religion. And a lot of other courts have done so. Okay. Now, is AA spiritual? Yes, it is. It is. But AA has a set uh, rules to go by or steps, uh, principles that they are, uh, they follow. It's as simple as that. Uh, I went to one AA meeting, and uh, uh, one of the, the leader of the meeting asked me to read the twelve steps, and I just casually read them, but I did not read. I did not say step one is. I just read the step, and I was rebuked for shortening the procedure of reading the steps. These are sacred. I guarantee you, these things are sacred to these people. And I was, um, I was so, uh, let's say, uh, browbeat in that meeting that I ain't coming back here. I'm not going to go to this one anymore. And so um, it's like going to, uh, you know, I don't know, some some denomination where they have a practice, uh, some sacred practice, uh, uh, and and you, you know, you step over the boundaries of that practice, and everybody gets upset. So that is a religious practice. And that religious practice, well, that's exactly what it is. It's a religious practice. 
and the courts have said so. Anybody that is not all wrapped up in a certain religion or wrapped up in the AA movement of recovery will see that it is a religion. And so what? (laughs) Big deal. So it's a religion. I mean, is there some arrogancy and pride and condescension about saying it's not a religion? I'm more spiritual. I'm more spiritual than you because I don't go to a religious organization. AA is one of the biggest religious organizations in the world, and I believe that it is the the model of the AA community is the closest to the New Testament church. How you like those apples? Right. You got an AA organization. Well, it used to be they would not take a donation over $50,000. Maybe it's more now. Maybe they upped it up since, you know, inflation. But they would not take nobody. It's all anonymous. Now, I don't know how that works, you know. But anyhow, everybody is on an equal plane. And so, and they have small groups. And they meet at different locations. There is no big, uh, humongous cathedral or place of, quote-unquote, worship or shrine to the ability of man to create something or build something to honor their God. All of that is religion. And Paul, the apostle, like when he was in, uh, in Athens, in Athens, uh, he looked at the, uh, I think it was the Acropolis. Uh, that's in Acts chapter uh, 17. Let's go to the I'll show you what I'm talking about. Acts 17. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst of them. Doesn't say you got to be in a certain type of building, a certain type of, of uh, polity, um, or a certain denomination, a certain time. Your heart doesn't have to be in a certain condition to be in touch with God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, or chapter 3 and chapter 6, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So the place of worship for the Christian is his body, not a man-made building. In Acts chapter 17, I want to start, I think, verse 11. Okay, maybe a little bit down further. Okay, I'm in verse 15. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens and received the commandment of the Silas, Timotheus, for to come to him with all speed they departed. Now I'm in first Corinthians. I'm sorry. I'm in Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Others, other some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto the Areopagus, Areopagus, saying, 
May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears, we would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For I passed by and beheld your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. I've seen that altar. Been there, done that. I don't think I got the t-shirt anymore. But anyhow, this is what Paul said. I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. That's Acts chapter 17, verse 24. Neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitations. That they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. We'll read that again. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. So he is referring to God's creation, you, and me as the, well, the pinnacle of his workmanship. And if there's anything to be worshipped, it is to be a man in a human body, a person in a human body that has satisfied all the demands of God and has taken on our sin, our lack of fulfillment, and has died as a criminal for us and has proved his power over the crimes that he did by his resurrection from the dead for us. Okay. Verse 30. In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent because he hath appointed a day in, in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. I think that's just what I said. Okay? Verse 30. In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. What is ignorance? Ignorance is, uh, well, like an agnostic. I don't know. I'm ignorant of the truth. Well, at this... Of the times and the times of this ignorance, God winked at, 
In other words, your mind and its lack of knowledge as far as God, the true God, God winked at. But now he commands all men to repent. Repent means to change your thinking. That's what repent means. Repent means to think again and put input this into your thinker and input this and your ignorance will be taken away and you will know the true God and how to worship him and praise him and thank him. And you don't need to build a building to do it. You thank him in his body, which is his creation, his temple, which is our body. Okay? That's what uh, God is looking for in us as his children. Once we surrender to the fact and the knowledge of Jesus Christ dying on the cross and resurrecting from the dead for our sin, and we believe from the heart that, then God comes in and he lives with us in our heart and then takes over our, uh, well, as we submit to him, he takes over that area that we surrender to him to, uh, to do. Okay? Now, in 1 Corinthians 13, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 3, 16. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Galatians, it says that when you believe, the Holy Spirit came into you, into your heart, and now you cry, Abba, Father. So these are, this is the true religion, and it's not in a building or precepts that man has put together and has come up with. Um, it's this way or no other way. That we are the superior spiritual organization. See? So that is... Um, that is the, well, that's what the scriptures say. That, that's what the truth is. Okay. AA, it's a religion. Big whoop. So what? Get off your pedestal, your high horse, and realize that you're uh, AA. And, 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 well, let me go back. Where, where did Paul say this at? Where did Paul say this at? He said this on Mars Hill. It was, uh, uh, you know, an impromptu, impromptu speech, impromptu meeting, a bunch of, a bunch of uh, people that were interested, inquiries. And if you read the rest of the chapter, it'll tell you that, yeah, some believed, some didn't, some mocked him. Well, that's the way it is. And so if you were to follow that, that <clears throat> also Paul would go into a town and he'd go to the synagogues because those people had some idea that who the Messiah was. They were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for Christ to come. And he says, hey, I'm here to uh, proclaim him to you. So he started there. When he went into a town, that's the first place he went where somebody had some clue about what he was talking about. Then he, uh, he branched out from there. And that's the same thing. I mean, look, AA, where do they have meetings? 
Where they have meetings. I've been in uh, garages. I've been in um, drug rehabs, uh, prisons. Um, uh, well, uh, one place in San Antonio had uh, churches. They, they meet in churches. They'll meet anywhere. And I think you got a quorum is uh, four. I'm not sure. But they have one guy who's a leader, girl who's a leader, leads it, just keeps it orderly. And, and make sure that they read the 12, the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, and also closes in the Lord's Prayer. But everything else is as each person is led. That's, that's biblical. That's spiritual. That is, that is the closest form, format to a true uh, New, uh, New Testament church there is. That's the way it should be done. Not all of this other uh, hoopla, uh, hoopla that's, uh, that goes on in a church. A basic, simple meeting of like believers that has some order to it, and everybody gets to share if they want to. They want to contribute to the well-being of the meeting. That's what it says in uh, uh, Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, but to come together for love and good works. Now, that's a wise word paraphrase. So AA is a religion, big whoop. Uh, it's spiritual. Uh, if you can find Christ there and, and come to know him and grow spiritually, you go for it. But don't think that is superior to these other religions. It might be deceiving you. into th- You might be white in it. You might be white-knuckling it through life when you don't need to be. And all you have to do is surrender to the Holy Spirit to take over your life and remove you from the struggles. God bless you. If we can help you, give us a call, 985-789-5988. Or just go to Whitestone Ministries on Facebook or Blog Talk, Whitestone Reconciliation Radio. God bless you. It's been, a, it's been a privilege and an honor to talk to you. Goodbye.